Yo, 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 what is popping? What's good? Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, or wherever, however you're listening to. Hello, hello, hello. I am your lovely host of the Slightly Unqualified Podcast. Um, I'm the more qualified one, so, you know, but we're all slightly unqualified. Uh, my name is Matt. I'm your lovely host for the night. We got with me Mr. Esteban Steven, Mr. Andrew Bum Shelley. Uh, good show for <laughs> you guys tonight. Lots of good things going on, I think. More talk outside of just Mandalorian, which... I think that happens. There is some news to talk about this week. Uh, so before we get into everything, guys, usually this is where the host says, you know, how are you guys doing for the week? I'm going to start with myself, all right? It's been a great week, man. WWE has been good. Uh, Ted Lasso has been great. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have made some massive things happen for the offseason. Uh, lots of good stuff, man. Lots of good stuff. Um, other than that, I got these Reese's dipped animal crackers uh not a sponsor but they're just they're just so good that i have to just shout them out uh, let's start yeah. with you andrew how you doing today man how you doing this week tell us hey, about this, it. this week has been extremely busy just for me work family everything uh, my, my son's got some concerts he's singing in a choir he's got two concerts tonight two concerts tomorrow we're not going to the one on saturday because we can so it's just been busy but couldn't ask for a better week Ready, ready for it to be over. Fair enough. Mr. Steven, how about you? Yeah, my, my week has been a blessing, man. Uh, Friday last week, my boy had to go to the hospital because of some complications, but it was all good, man. The, the doctors took care of it. Uh, it healed up pretty fast. He's mm-hmm. running around getting into trouble already. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a uh, – I don't know if you guys done like a live, like a what's not kind of thing. Have you guys even heard of the app? But uh, my boy picked up some Bucks cards for me and some some uh, players I was looking for that came through. Really good looking out. That's um, good. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Uh, wrapped up Mando. Uh, got to play some COD with some of the homies on Monday and Tuesday. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty good, man. I'm having a good week. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So a good week overall, man. There's a lot of good things going on. Um, you know, <clears throat> next week at this time, the draft is going to be going on too. So you're going to see me react in real time. About the great things you guys are gonna do. We're making cap space. We're going for Buda Baker, I think. And I think we're gonna be the first Super Bowl team to make it and get better the next season. I don't know how we're doing it, but we have cap space. We have Jalen locked in. We have starters back. If we can get Buda Baker, man, it's gonna be special. Yeah. Uh so without further ado, let's get into the first segment of our show. Uh I'm gonna start with the Mandalorian. Whoa. It's gonna it's gonna be precise, and the reason why is because the show was itself. Um, I want to get a quick overview of just without getting too too deep into it or how disappointed you are. Just a quick overview on the episode from your perspective. Let's start with you, Stephen. Just give me a quick thirty second. Um, how do you thirty second like or less? I can say it in one word. I'm gonna say confusing because I was confused on where they were going with everything. Um, I was disappointed because all the cool fan theories. The pregnancy, the pregnancy, and the pregnancy that flopped. I'm not going to point at anybody wherever he's at, but it was cool, man. I love Star Wars. It wasn't what I wanted, but I'm happy we got some more Star Wars. That's where I'm at. Gotcha, gotcha. Andrew, you're up. 30 seconds or less. Quick reaction. Um, I'll give you less than 30 seconds. We're going to talk oh, about wow. this, and I am done talking about Mando. <laughs> there we go, man. That's that was okay. Good. That's okay. It. All right. That was good. Let's just well, get it over with. I'm going to give you my quick 30-second, then I'm going to go on to my elaborate one, and we can go from there. Um, so quick 30-second one. It, 
I I literally ended it with <sighs> Wow. And that's it. So that that should say all you guys need to know about it. Um it's been very disappointing, I think, as a whole, but so the, the I'm gonna I, get into the weeds of it. The term I oh, kept using was snooze fest. Yeah, yeah. That episode so, was a snooze fest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll get into my gripes. I'm the more the more loud boisterous one. So I think we can start with just me coming in high and then we can just Yep. cool down from there uh so listen um what the heck <laughs> favreau what are we doing here uh the whole thing that we all thought was going to connect from episode one throughout just ended up being non-existent whatsoever uh and they didn't even like Love address spies. address it at all like there wasn't just not her it was there's not there's nothing um uh, it just Who are the spies? Like, I had no clue. It just seemed like to me what happened is they had a two-hour finale that they thought they were going to come out with, which was this this episode and the one before it. And they just thought, oh, we're – shoot, we're an episode shy. Just pick the last 30 minutes out of this one, put it on that one. Uh, it, it, they, they, I have no desire to see uh, anything of this season anymore. Um, you know, the, the there was just nothing that continued on for me. And, and the reward at the end of it was – heartbreaking and i'll tell you what the reward was after the end of all this rigmarole they broke the dark saber that's our right. reward that's our reward for this whole thing sorry spoilers ahead sorry put that there you're telling me i waited this long to see you just break the most important piece of mandalorian history and the only thing that like made people genuinely interested in what's gonna happen next with with their lore yeah. like ah it just everything about it was I won't say it's bad. The episode wasn't terrible. Uh, it just didn't seem like it, it It did anything for me. It just felt empty, boring. Uh, the fight scene with Moff Gideon was stupid. Uh, was Generic. broken because why wouldn't he pull that wand out in the first place to fight Din? Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I think the only thing I liked this episode was the Red Guards were still like pretty OP. And it's a Grogu using the Force for Din to actually beat them uh, yeah. handedly. Um, other than that, Axe Wolves, boring. The armor was a complete letdown. Bo-Katan did nothing, mm-hmm. literally nothing. Uh, Din did some cool action sequences. That's all I got. It, it just, I'm let down. Favreau, you are a huge step down in my book. You went from being an S-tier creator to now just being, I got to see what comes next kind of a guy. So mm-hmm. take it from there, gentlemen. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. So what really set me off was like in the first five minutes the mando escapes like i i think back to like the the episode prior like i, I remember being like oh crap like this is a big deal like he's captured he's out he's outgunned outmanned and out of nowhere grogu comes gets past everybody with a big old robot and <laughs> saves the day and like i was i, I was my mom was over uh, and she was like, no, that makes sense. Like, he, he he didn't go through the hole. I'm like, no, he went through the hole. He should be with every other Mandalorian next to Bo because they all retreated. A door closed. He shot the door. Couldn't be opened. How does he get back? Like, so that kind of, like, peeved me where I, like, had to pause and, like, step yeah. away for a second because I'm like, he just took, like, a really great moment uh intention and just kind of pissed it away and and the fact that he got out like no problem was just like 
Uh, why yeah. am I watching? There's no arc here. Yeah. Um, I forgot one piece too. Yeah, just real quick it. before I go to Steven is what the what Axwell was beating the ship was not needed whatsoever for two reasons. One, you could have had a decoy ship without somebody in it that, mm-hmm. that didn't. Okay. I mean, I get it. You needed him to steer the ship into like the base. But two, did we even need him to steer the ship into the base? They weren't losing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were not losing the fight. They were winning. Oh. Oh. And he just thought, ah, just throw it in there. And it just yeah. seemed like they didn't know what to do with anything. What I'm kind of getting sick with with Star Wars is I feel like they try to do like callbacks or like, hey, remember this from really other movies or TV shows, like the fan service justice. Like, that's not me. It, it, that only goes so far. Like, it, it's too much. So obviously, like yeah. with, with him steering the ship in, it's it's a callback to Episode Three, where Anakin's okay. bringing in. But I I don't care about that. Like, don't care. Oh man, like. Uh, Anyways, the, yeah. the other thing that I real quick before I let you go, um, the other thing that I, I didn't really care for was the the Grogu and the fire thing. There's two yeah. two kind of problems mm-hmm. that I have. I'll say one problem and one kind of meme. Um, the, I don't know if you guys have seen like the meme of Elmo surrounded by fire, but that <laughs> that like reminded me. Of, yeah, uh, so. It was just kind of almost too comical. The the death of uh, Moff Gideon was just like lackluster. And then the other thing that it does is it kind of it kind of almost is like a, a slap to the face for Kanan's death. Like yeah, a little Why baby. Kanan do it? Yeah. yeah, like a little baby. Yeah. I get his species is you know very force sensitive and powerful, but. Just Kanan not. was blind. <laughs> we mm-hmm. Kanan was of that same caliber for sure. Yeah, but or more, or more. You know what I mean? Like Kanan was was in with the force. He was he was yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, like his arc, he had gone through, and, and obviously talking with the Bendu, like gave him a different perspective on the force and being able to see. And but still, could he? he you're saying that. He couldn't do something like that. Like I get, I get that was his time to go, but it just felt like, you know what it reminded me? It reminded me of when Reva got stabbed and survived and then got stabbed again and then survived and then got stabbed again and then survived. Yeah. Uh, this, this episode of, of the Mandalorian, I, there was a couple things I enjoyed. I enjoyed things that I already knew. Din being a, a badass, you know what I mean? Busting, a uh, uh, and Obi-Wan Kenobi fighting in be- fighting like in between those gates from Phantom mm-hmm. Menace. I thought that was cool. Uh, I shouldn't say Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean to say John Wick. Um, he was like taking them on next level. <clears throat> I thought that was so cool. Um, but that's things we already knew. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We knew he was a badass. Um, th- but yet there was more questions I had than answers. And I thought as a finale, you would kind of close those doors on some of the questions that we all had. Um, it, Moth Gideon, why bring him in? He, he didn't mm-hmm. do anything, nothing. They didn't. Uh, Shadow Council was so cool, but they couldn't throw a scene at the end going, you know what I mean? Like, I thought it would be cool if at the end of the show they would have been like Din standing there talking to the Shadow Council, going, I'm coming after you guys, or something. Something come, some give us an answer, you know. Um, the Mythosaur, what you got a little smile from it. 
I guess. Like he came out of the he... ground at one point in time and destroyed an entire ship. I don't think and that was went back. Thought. I, I think well, that was something was else. It? it was like some big old worm looking thing. And yeah, it was, dress it ever was... again? No, yeah, yeah I, I guess not. I don't think but, it was the Mythosaur. Um, but that's like a there's a there's, there's things that big big letdowns, man. Um, I thought it was cool the fight scenes. I thought those were dope. Made no sense with Mando versus um, Gideon. It was just stupid. Was he is he robotic, or was it just armor? Because uh, yeah, I think like his armor was supposed to be like robotic. Green, on his dins. Yeah. Yeah, oh, get, well, not even to that. He like grabbed. Yeah, like listen, dude. It's like, like it, yeah, it has like, like robotic noises when he grabs the dark yeah. saber. And I was like, wait, is he? And then remember when Din slams him with the jetpack, and he or and he just like fights it and then stops. I was like, I, he, I thought he was just a regular dude with Mandalorian mm-hmm. gear on. You know what I mean? Like, what is going on here? You know? Yeah, they, and then, they didn't. They didn't really explain it, but in the pre- previous episode. He said that his like another his next generation of uh, dark troopers has Beskar Beskar alloy, and I think so. They they took elements of the dark troopers and built his suit around it. So it's not just armor; it's like an actual like Iron Man suit. I guess, but I thought it was. Uh, I think I think it opened more smaller doors than it it needed to be. So I'm I'm glad it's over. Uh, I don't oh, recommend God. anybody watching the season. You know what I mean? And it sucks because Mando's such a, a boss, but I'm kind of glad it's over, to be honest with yeah. you. If you go back eight weeks ago and you hear my tone about the first episode and how excited I was compared to mm-hmm. now, it's mind-boggling how yeah, both Captain is. Kennedy and Favreau just killed my joy with the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. It's un- unbelievable. A um, couple things I did notice that I was you know, grateful of is if it, not, not that they didn't address it, but uh, the Mandalorian thing of people saying, "Oh, the Mandalorian could could be anybody." It's not. It's not one Mandalorian. Yeah. It's the Mandalorian. Oh, because in the subtitles, when he talks, it doesn't say Din Djarin, does it? It's the Mandalorian. Yeah. So mm-hmm. notice that today when I watch the subtitles. Thank God for that. Um, they addressed a second thing with this. They did in this episode what I thought they should in the last episode. Remember when I complained about her not knowing where the where the uh, Forge was. Marie was at. Yeah. yeah. This episode, she's like, oh, where did this thing come from? This garden underground. And he mm-hmm. answered it and he said, it was before your time, like pre civil, hundreds of years before a civil war. So you wouldn't have known yeah. about it. Why mm-hmm. couldn't they do something like that with the forge? Or because they couldn't, right? The forge was there long before. But mm-hmm. this one, they at least had an explanation of like, oh, this is why Bo Katan didn't know it, which right. in my yeah. mind tells me. You guys know you messed up in the previous episode saying she didn't know where this thing was at. Because mm-hmm. this answers a question as to why she didn't know where this thing was at. Because yeah. she knew all the lands of Mandalore. Yeah. Well, I'm getting kind of bored just talking about it. But So yeah. my last gripe about this whole thing, my last gripe, and then I'm done with talking about Mandalorian until mm-hmm. Ahsoka, um, was the R5 thing. Why yeah, Din was down there and he's like, I don't know where we're going. You know what I mean? And I'm like, all of a sudden he, he knows he knew how to blow everybody up, all the clones up, mm-hmm. but no, I'm like, come on, man. This is the t- I don't know if they were trying to make it like funny with the little rat thing, you know what I mean? Attack. It's like dude, come out, of, on, out of place. Dude, it's just not <laughs> you, know else, you know what else they didn't address? The creature in the very beginning, why he's sucking Din's blood. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just nothing got answered. 
the very first episode when our second second episode where Din goes to the mines of Mandalore and he gets captured, that thing's sucking his blood out of him. And everyone's like, "Oh, General oh, yeah. Grievous." Yeah, they, that that just never and he escapes with Din's blood. <laughs> just, nothing, yeah. nothing gets answered. Uh, it's just yeah. it, it's Irrelevant. a mess. The season was a mess. We can wrap it up by saying it was a mess. We we didn't like it. Not just it <clears> wasn't <throat> like it wasn't just the worst season of Mandalorian. That that might be Marvel's worst season of any show that they've put out so far. Period. That includes the first season of She Hulk. At least that she one threaded bad. together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just bad. Um, right, I'll end it. Face. I'll end it. I'll end it on this. No Thrawn, baby. No Thrawn. Yeah, I get to watch. Get to watch. I get to watch it so yeah. yeah, my my final thoughts is I feel bamboozled. Just like the last eight weeks, I feel like dang, wasted. That was wasted. Yes, wasted. Wasted my time. That's true, Zeke. I'll be honest. Even though, even though I, I can't imagine it's gonna be bad. I'm I'm very skeptical of Ahsoka. Like no, I'm I am now because too. I know I know Filoni was mm-hmm. off this project to go to that one. I know it because Filoni he, would he, never would never let this happen. Never. Filoni was actually a baby in of his own. I'm skeptical, man. Like. The book of Boba I was hyped for, let down. Obi Wan okay. looked so good, let down. Mediocre. This not trash, okay. though. Man, not not trash. trash but... Yeah, but it 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 just there was a lot of stuff that didn't need to be in there. Yeah, a lot of filler. This a lot did, of filler. Like, did you guys see Filoni? This whole season of, was filler at the end of the movie. At the end of the yeah. last episode. Yeah. He's at, no. no. at the bar. He was at the bar. He's probably yeah. drinking right. away his feelings and emotions. Tears from... and yeah. We can yeah. speculate so, all day what would happen, but whatever. Let's let's get off this because we're going we're, we're getting to a point now where we're getting close to the actual runtime of the show. Sad, right? Sad. Uh anyways. Yes. Uh we this don't like it. Finale Dis- yeah, disappointing. Seems unfinished. Just didn't work together. But we're gonna stick on the Marvel front. Marvel has we'll stick on the movie entertainment front, really. Yeah. Um there's, there's a lot of there's three main rumors that have come out with Marvel uh, recently, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk with one really briefly. It's going to be Jonathan Majors, uh, and then we'll talk to the next two. Um, so first and foremost, uh, it came out two weeks ago that they're trying to recast for Kang, mm-hmm. um, and and the rumors oh, for that was man. that there was a posting of um, like a like an actors wanted kind of post for um, a quote unquote Damson, that's Idris Elba style actor who can play Kang from Marvel going forward. Uh, we're not going to get into actual weeds of the of of the majors incident, but with that being said, if majors is replaced, uh, we assume it has to look somewhat like like the same Kang. Uh, who do we want, and and how big of shoes to fill are they really? And yeah, start with you. There's some pretty big shoes, like huge. Like I feel for this man, like he he was right in his prime, and it feels like it's it's getting pulled away from him. Um, I, I read an article and I'm not going to go too much in detail, but just that like his managers are starting to drop him too. Like his whole PR team dropped him. Mm-hmm. Like everybody. Which doesn't look good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, it's hard because he, he's a fantastic actor. Um, and I think he did a really good job playing those characters. Um, I'm trying to think of, of people that could, potentially jump in and do it um so real quick do you, do you know who damson is Mm-mm. have you seen snowfall yeah he's the main character scully is his name wait um uh, i think i'm thinking of a different movie probie. probably if you look him up just look damson up um 
But then you have Idris Elba, and those are and not they're not opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of like uh like body type or like look or anything like that. But okay. w- one is old, Idris Elba, and one is very young, Damson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Majors kind of fits in the middle of it. So should they cast somebody? Do we want someone older, like an older king like Idris Elba, or do we want a younger king like someone like Damson? Yeah. Um I let me let me pose a, a question before I even get into that. Do you think they just pulled the a plug on no. King? No, absolutely not. You're too muted. much invested. Yeah, too much invested in King in in the mold they're they're going. There's no way they can break away from King. It's it's they're gonna have to recast. Yeah, yeah, they don't need to. I think he's he's a great character, and I think he his development is already there. Mm-hmm. I can easily see. I can easily see them getting a no-namer, somebody who's ready to come through. Um, <clears throat> I just don't see them doing – I think this was the final nail in the coffin about uh, Marvel going for a character that can be a 10-year, 15-year run because now they have to put um, they have to put all that investment on, on Jonathan Major's shoulders, and then mm-hmm. now they have to take it off and find somebody else. And it's like, yeah. are we going to keep doing this where we're putting it all no. in one guy's court? I don't think they're going to do that anymore. Oh, oh, so I, oh! I think they will still. I, 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 I kind of don't because now with with this backfiring for them, what happens if they do it again and then again? I can easily see them not bringing out Kane for the next ten to fifteen, and I see them doing maybe one or two more movies with Kane and then moving on because so, so here's, no, here's, they can't they can't do that. Here's my thought that I think hopefully any movie studios listening will kind of take this to heart that you don't necessarily have to put an actor's name to a character to put them in. And obviously, personally, I feel like this is something that's more and more common is that, you know, people with money, power, fame are going to do some stupid things and it's going to, they're going to get canceled. So why risk it by getting famous actor power, I guess, versus taking the, the Thanos approach. Like there was a long time that nobody knew who was going to be cast for Thanos and it could have changed. It did change. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a big deal. Granted that is like a fully CG character. So it's a little bit easier versus like an actual man, but it's also different too as well. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll rebuttal to all this right now when you guys are done talking, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I was to say potentially somebody that I think could be a good fit, uh, John David Washington was somebody that came to mind um, because yeah. he's he was a scrapper too in Tenet. Like that, you can't you can't deny that that fight scene in the back of the kitchen wasn't awesome. It's cool. I, I like Tenet a lot. I mean, I'm no, I don't think he's the right person for the role as all. But <clears throat> so to to. Two, two points you guys both made, which is the continuity thing. Um, I, they kind of go synonymously, in my, my opinion. The reason why Thanos was wishy-washy is because the future of the MCU was wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because – it was because when they were making Iron Man 1, they didn't know if they'd make Iron Man 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, or whatever they're going with. Right. So it, it's it's different now than it was back then because they know that they, that they did a 10-year plan. And even movie to movie up to probably Winter Soldier, maybe <clears> even like after the first – or second Avengers film, they even they were like, we don't know if this is going to go on still. So right. 
let's just not cast the big bad person until we need him. And and that was easy to do because Thanos was CG, like CG. you said. Mm-hmm. But even people had a problem with the same with with it. and I think you remember this. Both of you guys should remember this. Is people had a problem with even the continuity of the color of his skin being different purple. Because they really? knew that this Thanos was coming. So they, they mm-hmm. thought this Thanos is pinker that <laughs> the Josh Brown Thanos than the previous Thanos you saw. The continuity already kind of sucks. So Marvel saw that yeah. and said, okay, well, let's make let's make continuity continuity then. And now they have now that it goes from being, hey, we need funding for the next film to we have funding for the next 10, 15 years right. for a continuing story. It needs to continue. Now, the luxury they have with Kang, which blessed they got blessed, really, is that he's so multivariant that you could have a young king or an old king or a major mm-hmm. where he's in between. So to me, what they're looking for, what, what, I, what I see they're looking for is they're looking for one or the other, right? They're looking for either an older version of King like Idris Elba or a young version of King like, like, like Damson. They don't want the same age King because the continuity could be, I'm a younger version of the King we've already seen. Right. So if you get John David Washington, who's around the same age looking as majors, it's it's gonna it's gonna kill what they're trying to go for, I think. Which is this is the same Kang either forward in time or or so younger that in time. Said, would you prefer an older me? Mm-hmm. I prefer younger Kang because older Kang knows how it all ends and is much less mani- like maniacal mm-hmm. than young Kang. I would like a Kang where he just got past his Iron Lad phase and just got recruited by an older Kang and shown the ways of a true Kang. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like j- kind of sweet spot of like the 20 to 25 year old range. So I think someone like Damson, not that it's going to be Damson, but someone of his age or like, look would be perfect because Damson is a younger version of what we see from majors. And I just is an older version of what we see. If we do the, I just help route or someone older then I think it's like not too much older. Um, uh, but they, I, I just think they have, when it comes to the villain specifically, they kind of have to put all their eggs in the basket. Now, the, the downfall of that is what Steven said. If this happens again, it happens again. But mm-hmm. if this happens more than once, then we have to look at Marvel's department of of hiring talent. Right. Like they're the ones not doing the right due process. Um, so I just think yeah, that they're, the, the they're thing in a state is, they have to do continuity. They have to do continuity. Yeah, but the thing is, I, I still think, uh, again, everything looks bad on Majors' part, but it's still pretty like early – Obviously, we've seen before where somebody's been canceled and then it's actually gone and swung the other way. Like, a little different. <sighs> yeah, I don't, yeah. don't want to get too into the weeds of the mm-hmm. case, but I'm not going <clears> to <throat> lie. The text that came out, the actual released media, doesn't look any better for Jonathan Majors. Mm-hmm. It, looks, yeah. it looks actually worse, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and the footage that's supposed to come out that's supposed to free him, well, guess what? It hasn't come out. It's been three weeks mm-hmm. still. And now we have yeah. other women coming forward. So, yeah. It just it does it's just piling up, yeah. And when your PR team drops you, and Marvel's already looking for a like, it just seems like these things aren't lies. Um, I don't know for sure, obviously. And 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 I really hope that if they are lies, Major's career isn't affected the same way Johnny Depp's was. Uh, but I also feel like there's just so much going on compared to the Johnny Depp case where it, it just doesn't look when Depp's stuff came out, like all the evidence, the the text messages, the audio clips. It looked like there was a case to be made. Mm-hmm. The one text we saw from Majors' thing looks like he put the fear of God in her, so she had to respond before she died. 
Right. Yeah. So it just doesn't look good for majors. Is all. Mm-hmm. And if they're recasting him, they have the luxury of doing that with this role as opposed to like any other role, really, because Kang has such a variant age about him where you can go younger or older versions of. Yeah, and that's what I think. They're they're they're. Tr- I don't want to say trump card, but their scapegoat with this is that King has so many different variants of himself that they can get away with this. Like where Black Panther, when um, Chadwick died, it was like that guy was Black Panther, just how Tony, how Robert Downey Jr. was Iron Man. It's if if it happened back then, I think they would have been they would have been it would have been a hard spot for him. I think mm-hmm. they're going to be okay with this because King has so many different looks to him. Just how Loki has different variants of him, mm-hmm. and I think the crowd or no, the fans know this now, and they're going to be okay with it. I just think that Marvel's not going to be putting every. I don't think they're going to put uh, all eggs in a basket. They're not going to do the DC Ezra Miller because soon as Ezra Miller thing happened, DC just fell apart. You know what I mean? Dramatically. And I know they weren't, they didn't have the solid foundation that Marvel does, mm-hmm. but it was the, it was a pretty big hit that, that he did what he did. And now they're resetting everything, you know what I mean? And it's not a good look. So if they don't have, if Marvel doesn't have one focal point of attack, which is the main villain, then what makes him special goes away completely. Mm-hmm. And Amazing. they know that. Yeah. So yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I think yeah. we all agree it sucks for majors, <sighs> but sucks. if they recast him, we just want to see someone live up to what we saw already because we saw a great Kang. I don't care what you think yes. about his personality mm-hmm. or anything like that. His, his his talent was there. I mean, the really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. and, and we do we all do stand, I would say, in agreement. If he is guilty of whatever he's being accused of, hey man, you gotta do your time or you gotta, you know, it's business. Mm-hmm. But if, if if it's false accusations, I hope it gets cleared up and the man can get back to doing his job. But in all honesty, I just hope the truth comes out and everybody's taken care of because yep. those allegations are pretty serious. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So we all agree there. Uh, next thing of Marvel gossip, little, uh, mm. you know, Alan Totem Pole kind of thing. Uh, a couple of days ago, it was announced that the offer, the offer role, Mr. Fantastic, was offered to a one Adam Driver. So two questions for you, gentlemen. One. Adam Driver, how do we feel about him being Mr. Fantastic? And two, how do we honestly feel now about Krasinski being in Multiverse of Madness with him not being the permanent? Hey, Richards, we'll start with you, Stephen. Take it away. I think um, I'm a huge Adam Driver fan. I love Adam Driver. I I, I love his work. I love his, what he does as, as a person. Um I used to be a big hater on Kylo Ren, thought it was a terrible character. And then as I watched those movies and then watched his other movies, it made me really respect Kylo Ren in the Star Wars world um, after watching it. Um, what was the other gentleman's name who played um, Reed Richards? In the, yeah. I think he did that more of as a fan thing. I think it was more of the fans. Oh, Krasinski. Really wanted oh, Krasinski. Yeah, Krasinski. Yeah. yeah. I think the fans, you know, when fans are like, we this guy needs to be Gambit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Chase, you know. I think he did it. They did it for like fandom. You know what I mean? And like put him in the movie. Mm -hmm. I would really like him to be Mr. Fantastic. I think he he has the face for it and everything. But um, sometimes I don't want to get what I want. You know what I mean? I want if somebody has an idea, let let it unfold and let it go. Don't give the fans 100% everything they want. Um, So 
either way, as long as they're doing the Fantastic Four, I'm 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 golden. I, I really don't care who plays it, to be honest. Yeah, my thoughts were when I saw John Krasinski as uh, Reed Reed Richards, I figured this is probably the only time we're gonna see that. Uh, like to Steven's point, I feel like it was let's do some fan service. Everyone's yeah. made mock-ups. There's been um, as far as Adam Driver goes, I, I don't really. Here's something that I've learned is when you hear somebody gets cast, there's usually like a hmm, I don't really see that person doing it. I think it's it's ultimately in their court to either make it work or not. Yeah. Um, a perfect example was um, when, what's his name? Ben Affleck got cast as Batman. I remember being like, oh, he can't do that. Like, he There's is no not way Batman. He's Batman. Yeah, I did the but same thing. He nailed the role of Batman. Not not only Batman, he nailed Bruce Wayne, too. Um, yeah, he did, didn't he? I, I like the arrogance, mm-hmm. the, the arrogance and the confidence that Ben Affleck put out there or portrayed i was a big fan of it mm-hmm. I, out of all movies what is your number one where you were just like this guy's gonna suck and and it, it came through and you were like oh i'm a fan of this would it be ben affleck from It'd probably be ben affleck as batman that or um so so if we're talking batman specifically yeah. i'm a very strong believer that there are actors that are good at being batman and there's actors that are good at being bruce wayne and yeah, then there's ben affleck that. who's good at being both Mm-hmm. Um, versus like Christian Bale, he's good at being Batman, not so good at being Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I didn't believe him as Bruce Wayne. Uh, Robert Pattinson, not so good at being Bruce Wayne, but really good at no, being hey, Batman. Hey, hey. We haven't yeah. seen it yet. Um, what, what is it? Uh, I, stick it to the Batman, um, or the Batman movies. I, when I heard Tom uh, Hardy was playing Bane, I mm-hmm. was like, Same kind of thing. What? the hell are they doing this is skinny dude i saw a picture of him on like gq magazine they're all mm-hmm. bane and i was like dude come on man like that's not what are these people? yeah dude i'm like this is so stupid i'm like mm-hmm. there's not even a tank on his back there's not but then when i saw it i was like i stood up in the movie theaters i was clapping i was like dude he killed it as bane man mm-hmm. and it was so believable and then yes. Yeah, so that's why I step back now, and it's like I do want what I want, but I'm definitely down to have somebody tell me a story. The the only thing I'm skeptical of with Adam Driver, he's kind of a bigger guy, so I I personally hope he doesn't like pack on tons of muscle to become this person. Um, just because I think of Reed Richards as not like a bodybuilder, but like as a little more like slinky looking man. Um, I think he's got the the height for it, but hopefully he doesn't get like yoked like some people do for Marvel movies. He won't. Yeah, he won't. Um, so where do I begin with this? These awful <laughs> takes. Awful. Takes. Oh, here we go. Uh, here we uh, go. Let me start by saying this, okay? First and foremost, he'll be fine. Adam Driver is I think yeah, I think I think, I think he's I think he's good for the role. I don't I don't yeah. have any gripes about Adam Driver specifically. Um uh how do I mean how do I put this nicely? Um what was the point of Krasinski? Right. You gave me what I wanted and took it away. Are you kidding me? That's yeah, exactly that, that was the point. Are you yeah. sh- this is stupid? At least, it's like, the, the, what's what's better fan service is giving us Ian Griffith in the first place. That's better fan service than giving us yeah. Krasinski and taking it away. Mm-hmm. You 
you, and I don't know if it's Krasinski saying no, or if it's Marvel saying this is a one-time thing. I can't imagine it's him saying no. It, it no, seems no like no. seems like Feige from the beginning was like, it's kind of a fan service thing, uh, which you know I was scared for, and it happened. Um, he's the only one of the three of them that didn't have a continuous story in the previous MCU films. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. You get you gave me him for no reason. You might as well give me Ian Gruffuff, and it would make more sense to have that than to not Krasinski. This is going to continue doing it. I digress. I love Krasinski. I just want to see Krasinski in it. Yeah. What I'm going to say now is going to be a little bit of a hot topic for you two because you guys both kind of mentioned DC casting people as a certain role and them turn out to be good. Bane, uh, yeah. Affleck, that kind of thing. Uh, let me tell you something about DC versus Marvel. I think we can agree on this for the most part. Marvel does this thing where they take characters on the page and pop them out of the page. Mm-hmm. They don't make yes. a different kind of character like they do with Bane, for example. Mm-hmm. So you're in in the context of like marvel i do expect it to be off of the page which means if i do disagree with a certain actor or actress i do disagree with one we're gonna talk about next by the way um then it's because marvel has this continuing thing of taking a person off the page and pasting them into the mcu versus dc where they took a person off the page changed it a little bit and then put him in the dc universe and, and before then, there was no dceu it was just you know the dark knight universe which right. was good for what it was and and bane was fantastic i don't think even if they did a comic accurate bane it would ever top tom hardy's version yeah. uh great that's the, that's that. the dc's benefit but the thing is marvel doesn't do that um unless it comes to like some kind of villain villain kind of thing like like claw or something like that um mm-hmm. so which is marvel good, has good this reputation of doing that so i unfortunately it's a situation marvel is doing these things that Give me what I want. And so I expect what I want, which is a comic accurate Reed Richards. So to the point of what Andrew said, I'm skeptical about Adam Driver's wide chest because mm-hmm. Reed Richards doesn't have a wide chest. No. Uh, same He's... thing. Like same same reason why like, I was skeptical about uh, – who's another one I was skeptical about? Let me think here. Claw. They changed him completely, which, you know, yeah. the, the OG Claw would have been kind of silly on screen. Yeah. But Big time, the, the mutating hands thing, yeah – they just happen to find actor for. I think Adam Driver is going to do fine again, but mm-hmm. that's just how I feel about Marvel. They don't yeah. have the luxury that DC he's, had, and they don't he's have just kind of bulky up top, and that just yeah, he's, like, he's down. Thing. He'll have he's to down for sure. Yeah, he'll have to like. I don't know how you do it though. Um, no clue. But, no clue. So I think we're excited for Driver. Not excited, but we're 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 okay with it. Uh, not that Marvel cautiously optimistic. Opinion. Yeah, we, we think he'll be fine. He's a good mm-hmm. actor for like he, at the very least he'll be a good actor. Like he'll act yeah. the role well. Um, the next one is a bit more controversial. Um, today and yesterday, actually back in February, really. So back in February, Mila Kunis uh, didn't announce it, but there was rumors that she was speaking to the director of mm-hmm. Fantastic Four. Uh, no one knew what role it was for. This was before we thought about Adam Driver even taking the role. So we thought Krasinski and Emily Blunt were a lock. Uh, so everyone thought it was going to be some kind of like friend, maybe like Alicia, um, stuff like that. Uh, it comes out today that from a good, valuable source, the person that basically leaked all of Endgame when it first came out and has had a reputation of being consistently correct, um, he said the Mila Kunis thing is true. He says that Mila Kunis is indeed offered the role of Mrs. Fantastic. So we have Reed, which is going to be Adam Driver. We have Mila Kunis as Sue. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoughts on Mila Kunis and... And them two being a pair together because they're going to be a pair for sure. Yeah. Um, again, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I think the role is hers to to mess up. I, I think 
I think we'll probably see a little bit more comedy than maybe what we're expecting. But at the same time, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not opposed to her playing Sue. Um, I think Jessica Alba, very similar. She didn't do like a bad job. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they like make her go blonde or if she stays as brunette. Like, I guess we'll see. Yes. They had, they had that the with Jessica Alba and Ian Gruffoff, they had good camaraderie. Do you mm-hmm. see that? Do you see that husband wife camaraderie again, like happening with Mila and Adam Driver? I mean, I don't think anybody really is good at connecting with Adam Driver, but I, I think there's potential there. Like, he's just... Yeah, you you nice did my man dirty, dog. No, no, Come no, no, on. No, it's, it's not... It, like he owes you money like, or something. No, 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 no. man. I, I respect the man. It's just... He's kind, he's kind of goofy, which I think will play into the uh, Reed Richards because he's going to be so smart that it's, like, awkward talking and that he's thinking more logically than it is emotional, which could be a, an interesting play of this is someone who loves one person the other person loves but just is kind of weird because of the way he sees the world so that that's the cautious optimism optimism that i have but again adam driver just in interacting with people he's just a little bit different and that's okay yeah i i don't mind her i just Marvel has a good way of finding uh, finding actors who are kind of on their way out and revamping them. Um, it's just, I don't want her to just go straight to the comic book and try to mimic the comic book. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't know. I just can't see her. Like Scar- Scarlett Johansson, she did a good job playing Black Widow to me because it was like a, not a lot of talking and she just had that look about her or she was just pissed. I just don't see her being Mrs. Fantastic, but it, like you said, it's it's her role to fail. Mm-hmm. If it, it, it comes in with, um, is she just gonna just I'm who I am and accept it, or is she gonna like really kind of put in some, do some homework and figure out, you know what I mean? Did they say who the director is? I can't I, I can't remember. I, I that's what mm-hmm. I was also looking up. I couldn't find. They it. did. Hey, Nelson, I'm pretty sure. Who's, who's the director? Let me figure it out real quick. Matt My Shack- biggest thing is... Don't know. Yeah, Matt Shackham. I can't really come up with anything, but I want to know who they're going to do as Torch because that's... I don't know. I want to know who they're going to get pull as Torch. That's, that's, that's where, out of all four of them, that's who I care about the most. Yeah. I think Torch yeah. is going to be... Cause I don't want it to be, I know Torch is like the little brother fun guy, you know what I mean? But that's the role that easily gets messed up is Mm -hmm. the, is he too funny? Always funny. You know what I mean? Like um, it was like Quicksilver or yeah, Quicksilver in Wanda's brother. Like he did nothing for me to like be attached to him when he died. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn dog, that sucks. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it really wasn't, (laughs) it, it, it really didn't do anything for me because his humor wasn't, like believable you like, didn't me, see it, that coming like it was kind of dumb dude <laughs> and I, I was like dude like yeah so stick it back on topic back on topic get, get back onto the, the sue storm thing uh we okay i just think Mila kunis has this way of taking roles and being good at them when she's not supposed to be 
Uh, and I only have one reference for that, and that's her being the Wicked Witch of the West uh, in Oz the Great and Powerful. She yeah. did a really, really, really good job, and I don't think anybody thought she was going to, especially because mm-hmm. she's mostly like this ugly person, and you know, Mila yeah. Kunis obviously isn't like an ugly person, uh, but she did, played the Wicked part really well, and she mm-hmm. seemed nasty in the movie, and I just think she has this way of taking roles that aren't expected of her to have and and and, and doing really good to them. Uh, I think Sue Storm is a... Um, it's not a, a quote-unquote hard role to master, in my opinion. Um, her power set is very CGI-heavy, so you don't really mm-hmm. have to do much but kind of move your hand a little bit. Um, and uh, I think Mila Kunis has done a, a, a decent job connecting with male actors on screen before, right? Aston Kutcher, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of evidence there of her being able to like connect and be a supporting quote-unquote um, actress in those situations. So... I think she'll be fine, like actress-wise. I'm just curious to see what they do with her uh, appearance because she doesn't, to me, typically look like what a Sue Storm would look like. Um, I think the age is actually super interesting to both of them because it means we're not getting an origin story at all. Mm-hmm. It means they're going to be Good. well in their well in their prime. Good. Um, so that that to me is important because they're both not young, they're both not old, they're in that kind of sweet spot of like. Maybe you were here for the last ten years. We don't know, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they did a good job there. Um, I'm just glad we're finally getting cast out for this movie so we can see something green late in terms of like production. Right. Uh, obviously, Ben and um, Johnny are very, you know, questionable. Um, do they go with someone who could be a good Johnny? We know he could, like Aaron Taylor Johnson, or do they find somebody new who we don't know him yet, but he could still be a good Johnny? Uh, for the thing, do they go just pure voice and go pure CGI? Do they go Definitely. for a guy who can play a good Ben Grimm uh, and have Ben Grimm come back at some point? I don't think so, um, but that's where it's at. I think uh, the hard part with with the thing is if you you give him a human character, it's hard to see past that. Like the the original movies that came out, mm-hmm. yeah. Like you always see that guy, even though you know it's all prosthetic. One hundred percent. Still, you still you're like you're still human. Versus, mm-hmm. I think that's what made Thanos really good is there wasn't really that human aspect of him. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So pivoting, pivoting, guys. We're gonna get off entertainment altogether. We haven't talked about gaming in a long time. I think we should get back to our roots, our roots, gentlemen. Uh, so some gaming stuff that I thought was interesting that I brought to the table. Uh, one thing Stephen brought to the table as well. We're gonna get into that stuff. So let's start with the first thing. Uh, I believe about a month ago, maybe two months ago, I was talking about how uh, lack of Quidditch made me not want to play Harry Potter mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, there was no there was no competitive aspect. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a competitive gamer who wants to get better and be better than the next person, so story mm-hmm. games don't appeal to me as much, although I just bought Kirby and I love it. Uh, and then this gets announced just right up my alley. Uh, so I got an email, and I was like, this is interesting. Warner Brothers emails me, and it says, just announced Harry, Pitter, or Harry Potter uh, Quidditch champions. So, gentlemen, my, it explains everything. They didn't put Quidditch in the game because they're coming out with a Quidditch game mm-hmm. that's going to be competitive. I'm excited. It's it to me. It's like Harry Potter. It's like FIFA for Harry Potter, right? So, I I'm gonna jump on it. I think I'm just gonna wait for this game to come out before I even touch uh, Hogwarts Legacy, and I'm just gonna grind this. And I'm gonna see you guys in the court. What do we think? I'm stoked. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I'm stoked. The only my only fallback on or like pullback on this is it looks very cartoonish um it looks very like a uh, rollerball kind of game on xbox that's like four to 14 bucks and i play with my kid randomly um yeah. it doesn't kind of says huh cartoony 
Um, anyways, before I was really interrupted, um, <laughs> uh, I, I am down though. Cause like I said, I am a Harry Potter fan. So more Harry Potter is always a good, a uh, good thing for me. And I do like that. Um, they've been working on it for a while and had it on in, in hush mode. Nobody talked about it, nothing. Mm-hmm. So I'm down to buy and give my money because like I said, I want more Harry Potter content. And if I have to spend a couple bucks to get it, I am definitely down. So I'm stoked. I will buy it. Yes, I will. But I'm a little, co- I'm a little, I'm a little concerned. Oh goodness! Here we go. <clears throat> I again, I just just calling things that I see. The <laughs> the flying aspect of Hogwarts Legacy was really good, in my opinion. It is really good. But correct me if I'm wrong. I'm looking, fact checking. I don't think this is made by the same studio. No, it's not. Portkey. Portkey is making well, this game. Portkey, Portkey is the uh, no unbroken, unbroken studios. Unbroken studio, yeah. So the thing that I'm a little nervous of is okay, are they going to take elements from Hogwarts Legacy because that flight and the the mechanics of flight in there is very polished. There's there's a lot of room for error, so it, it can be something that's competitive. Or are they going to try to do their own thing and and change up the controls? Hopefully not. Hopefully they, they take a lot of the the mechs of Hogwarts Legacy and throw it in there. Um, personally, the the art style doesn't bother me too much because again, if this is like a competitive based game, it doesn't necessarily have to be on the most realistic looking graphics. If you're trying to play competitively, uh, I, I don't think it has to to be true to life. But just my thoughts on it. I'm a little nervous though. If it's a different studio, that means it's gonna feel very different and the point you almost but at the same time you're almost competing with yourself because of how good i mean you don't you you haven't tried it yet though that's the thing when i when i stepped on the broom in hogwarts legacy it was like when i stepped on the broom look at the way you're talking right now man feels good i was blown away by it so again a little little cautious but i I will definitely buy it i will pre-order it i will get the bonuses are gonna make tons of money off of it. You got me. A, Just you got me. They will make more Harry Potter games, which we need. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, I'm not so, wait, concerned about the developer thing. Um, I don't think it's gonna have any elements of Hogwarts Legacy. The reason why is because I think they're developing at the same exact time. This had, this isn't like something they just announced today. The playtest is coming out in like a month, so that means it's it's been in development for at least four years, which is about as long as Hogwarts Legacy was as well. Uh, either they did it side by side, doubt it, or else they would announce something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's just going to be completely different mechanics, which I don't care about. Um, which I haven't played Hogwarts Legacy, so to your point, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the competition between each other isn't going to, it's not going to be a true competition between each other. So One is a they, different game. Did they say this? <laughs> I'd imagine it's going to be online multiplayer. Yes. It should be. It's good. Uh, it's, it's, it's announced as multiplayer. Yeah. It's fast paced as well. So, so poor key games is, is, one of the bigger studios behind this game. Um, when you go to Port, Port Key Games, uh, their studio, their website, they're in charge of most of, or not all, of Harry Potter games that are coming out. Yeah, um, distribution though, right? Yeah, they're the distribution. Yeah, they they. My biggest gripe about this game, besides the graphics, because I bought a five hundred dollar console, I want to make sure it looks cool when I'm playing. You play That's- Fortnite every day. You play Fortnite. <laughs> I don't want to hear not, about. Not it. every day. I didn't play today. 
um, Not yet. is, is um, the, the people that were helping with this game uh, was also the people who are helping uh, are creating the um, Suicide Squad game kill the injustice yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. Assisting. and that assisting. yeah assisting that game looks like crap and um i, I that's the only thing that's kind of scary i know it's just assisting but still don't want those people touching this game um but I, i'm stoked yeah that's the only thing that really kind of scares me is that game uh i don't I want just, those little fingers in it that, that I just thing, look so, at like the, the artistic the, scheme, and this is like Fortnite to the T, by the way. Um, <laughs> anyways, so, so, so uh, it does not look like Fortnite to touch on two different points here. Like point Fortnite. one is it's th- this this team has nothing to do with the creative direction or style of that Suicide Squad game whatsoever. They're more just there to to code what they're told to code pretty much and design to the design, uh, which means that I have no concern for them touching the game only because they're doing what they're told over there. It seemed like a small studio in LA that doesn't have all that control. They were kind of bought by Warner Brothers to do other things, which we're seeing is becoming a thing. Um, and they're just doing what they're told in that game. This one is a game they spearheaded, uh, which I'm, I'm Rockstar has their fair share of issue with that Switch Squad kind of game. But this game is going to be kind of fresh in my opinion. I think the big concern that we're not really talking about is how they handle the game, the actual game, because you catch a snitch and you win. <laughs> Like there's nothing right. else to it. The other yeah, stuff doesn't even matter. So are they going to change that so, a little bit, and and how are they going to do it? This is, I think this, so. This is I was actually going to ask this question, so you beat me to it. Is what does replayability look like, and is does it get old pretty quick? Um, so here's what I am hoping for, if they are going like, and it's hard to do multiplayer like. This this would be this, this is gonna be tricky. So, in in the books of it, when you get points for Quidditch, oh look at me! Can, I read the books. They carry yeah, over. So it's not necessarily that there's times where they would hold off catching the snitch because that could mean their next opponent is gonna be outpacing them because of how they played against other games. That that will be very tricky to do in a multiplayer quick play match kind of thing so i'll be i'll be interested to see what they do but it would be cool if there was like you have like a a club or like a team-based mode where you get your i think it's five it's either five or seven i can't remember i thought it was seven um yeah we'll say seven I, i can't remember if it's five or seven it's probably seven though um where you have like a team of seven that you're playing competitively with and there's seasons where you're trying to get as many points as no, possible. No, 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 no. You're ruining it already, man. My ears are already bleeding. How? Don't do that, that. That, that's don't do how that. Quidditch works. I don't care about how Quidditch <laughs> works. I care about how <laughs> games work. I want a Rocket League style game where I jump in, I play a game, and I win or lose. I don't want this stupid – I don't want that. Okay? And if they do that, then they lost me once again. So uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll pivot off of that. We don't know what's going to happen <laughs> we'll with the see. gameplay. I don't think it will be like that whatsoever. But It's um, like you can join the playtest, though. No, you can sign up to possibly join the playtest when it releases. I've already done mm-hmm. that, by the way. Uh, anyways, so let's pivot to another big gaming thing. Uh, I might just be going right. to. It is, it is seven. Oh, just seven. giving it to three chasers, oh. two beaters, one keeper, one seeker. Yeah, I think I was forgetting the uh, keeper. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's weird because you like. If membership, if like I remember correctly, you read the books and you tell us every time we get in the podcast about it. So I thought you knew everything about Harry Potter. I thought you 
read the books. Did you read the books? Did you tell us that? I, I, I did read the yeah, books. Seems, we can tell us that. Uh, anyways, uh, so pivoting to more gaming stuff. Uh, X Defiant, if you guys haven't heard, is a game uh, that's released this week on beta. I signed up for it. I'm going to play it tonight, I think. Uh, once my son goes to sleep, uh, but it's deemed "quote unquote" and and not not self deemed by the way. It's deemed by the community of which they're talking about the COD killer. Uh, it's currently in beta. Uh, a lot of the major mm-hmm. COD streamers are streaming it, so they stopped playing COD for this last week and streamed it. Uh, Scumpy for sure. A um, couple of things that impressed me about it: one, it looks really clean, really clean mechanically and graphically for a beta. Like 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 a polished game, pretty much. Uh, so good that I'm I'm trying to petition them to just keep it open or close access beta for till the end of this year when it releases. Uh, but there's a couple of different things that are going on with it. One, XCOD developers, like old school COD developers, mm-hmm. are are developing the game, um, and an XCOD pro. His name is Aches, a uh, really big big like figure in the Call of Duty community, um, is also pushing really hard for it. Um, there's actually uh, uh, he does a thing called the flank, which is a podcast about Call of Duty stuff. Every time a player plays bad, he always says, "All right, time to get X Defiant. Don't worry, it's nothing coming out for you. Get Gear X Defiant. We have a game that's gonna be just as good." <laughs> I look at it and I thought it was Modern Warfare Two, with like Black Ops Four, um, like, like movement. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Um, looks really good. Looks really polished. I'm playing the I'm playing the beta tonight, and I just I'm excited for it. So thoughts on a couple things. One. Do you think this will compete with COD? COD hasn't had a competitor ever, really, in its lifetime. Uh, and two, do you think these ex-COD devs and COD pros joining onto it, do you think they'll flee the competitive COD Duty scene to come to this competitive scene whenever it inevitably happens? Uh, and why? Steven, I'll go with you first. So I think I'm the only one here so far who has played it. Um, and it is it is really good. Uh, there are some things that they do need to work on, um, especially with, like, sensitivity. You mm. could add... Um, you could go from very slow to you bump it up just a hair and it's boom, boom, boom. Like mm-hmm. it's, there's, it's kind of hard to find that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Um, also too, I'm playing on console. I don't know how, if it's working different on PC, most of those guys are playing on PC. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, the only complaint I had about the game, uh, and I know it's just beta, so I'm not going crazy into it was there was, a in the things that I've seen on like Instagram and YouTube and stuff, there's a lot of. Uh, people are not seeing people, but yet getting killed. So like uh, you'll right see enough, yep. it happened a couple of times to me where we're holding down a spot and I literally, there was no, in, like there was no way that I, it was just weird. And I got killed. And then when I looked back to see where he was at, it was like, you no, but I didn't see that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At all. And I was like, Whoa, that was, that's kind of weird. I was like, ah, maybe it was just a glitch. And then it happened a couple more times. And then I will start watching gameplay to maybe, maybe I'm playing it wrong. You know what I mean? or I'm getting two call of duty on it. And that was like one of the biggest complaints. People were like, I'm not seeing these people and I'm dying. Mm-hmm. But then when I look at their kill cam, they're right next to me. You know what I mean? So that was the only issue besides that. The maps are super good. That's the, the most important are, thing. I think. Yes. That is going to be their biggest thing is maps. Um, I'm not really caring about the guns and like all the attachments and all this. Da, da, da. I don't really care about that after playing Valorant for a little bit. I'm, I'm cool with just having the gun they give me and yeah. learning how to use the gun. I'm cool with mm-hmm. it. Um, and I'm a Call of Duty player since Call of Duty 2. You know what I mean? Where I really enjoy the non-attachments. Then got, you know, I have to have this, this, and now I have to tune. And mm-hmm. no, no, man, I'd be crazy. Way too crazy. And mm-hmm. maybe because I'm a little older now, I just want to get in and play. I don't want to have to figure out what's meta and what's, 
Mm-hmm. I just want to play. You know what I mean? Um, I think they're going to do a lot with the community like that. Um, I can easily see when they iron some of those little details out that they can compete with with um, with COD. It's just there's people stuck in their ways. I think they're just not going to jump ship. And I, they're going to have mm-hmm. to get some of these streamers on board and some of these pros to jump for yeah. the, for it to be picked up. That's that's really where it's going to come down to. Good game though. I would I would say it's it, they they got something on their hands easily. Mm-hmm. So I have not played, but I would be surprised if it did compete with Call of Duty, just because of a couple things. One, obviously, you have the name; it's been around. People just naturally know Call yeah. of Duty. The rebuttal to that is again streamers. If they get some high level streamers singing praise to this. Obviously, games like Fortnite can blow up uh, from those kind of things. Not for a week, though, like consistently, like for mm-hmm. like a year straight kind of a thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, but the, the other thing is from a competitive scene, it would be hard to pull away from that because you have an established competitive franchising mm-hmm. going on with Call of Duty that mm-hmm. I don't think something in its infancy stage will be able to compete with like a competitive Call of Duty uh, just because that's where the money is. It would be a big gamble for some people to say, hey, I'm going to leave this money right now that I know is on the table in hopes that this can replace that money in a couple of years once it gets established. Um, So that's where I think, yeah, it could be a cod killer. Is it more than likely not going to be a cod killer? Probably. But from what I'm looking at in the gameplay, it looks looks very similar. Uh, What I'm hoping for is... To Steven's point, some of the older CODs, you could just tell it was made with, like, passion. And it was like they were putting their heart and soul into it. Like, mm-hmm, we, yeah. we're making this game because this is what we want to do and, and play. Yeah. Versus now yeah. COD has become a business where it's, hey, how can we sell the most? How can we sell microtransactions? How can we sell battle passes? What can we do to influence where people want to become good? But the meta is saying, hey, you have to buy this gun, this blueprint. It, it, it's not really like... There is skill. I'm not going to say that there's not skill, but there's an aspect to it that's, hey, if you want to be competitive, you're going to have to kind of conform to our business model too. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the uh, I think all those are good points, and I agree I with you. Pretty most good of for them. like not a not a like Call of Duty player. Yeah, Call of Duty hater actually. Um, so as an avid avid Call of Duty player, one that's that, that to Stephen's point, I was one of the ones that just bought COD blindly and didn't care and still do and still play it. Only one I didn't buy is Vanguard because I refuse to play that awful game. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, I bought this game blind. You know, I'm, I'm a big COD person. And even when I didn't buy Vanguard, I'm like super into the competitive scene, still like competitive, super yeah. into it. Uh, I think what <clears throat> intrigues me the most about this game compared to Call of Duty is that this game could be dedicated out of the box to a ranked play system. Uh, Call of Duty, as it stands, mm. is not even close from map design to features like Dead Silence being a freaking button um, to footsteps being loud as day mm-hmm. uh, to, to snipers being semi-automatic 10 times uh, a shot in a matter of 10 seconds. Ridiculous, uh, man. It just, it's not catered to the competitive scene. I get the franchising part. And I think that's going to be the reason why COD sticks around initially. Uh, but X Defiant has rank coming out today, today in a beta. 
Um, so they're clearly all in on the competitive scene. Their maps are built really built good. for competitive for sure. Um, they have the similar game game styles, right? The hard point is in there, mm-hmm. SMB is in there. Those are the two big ones. The third game mode doesn't matter. But the thing about this is when you have an XCOD pro spearheading it, he can tell you what needs to happen from a competitive standpoint, which is what these competitive players in COD, I can say this confidently, have asked for since I think what's the one since IW. Um the devs just don't listen to them about anything competitive. They don't they don't let the competitive players come in and play test competitive maps. Nothing about it. Um so much so that this year like there's a map called uh, Albagra Fortress. It's just it's one of the, the worst. worst maps in the history of Call of Duty for a game we'll called Control. It's so bad that like there's a map that came out called Hill Night Expo. And that map is really bad too, but it's just not as bad as that. Mm-hmm. It's like we're at a point now in the Call of Duty competitive scene where it's like, well, it's not as bad as this. Oh, it's not as bad as this. Right. But it's like it, but it's like it, 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 it shouldn't. It should be better, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, the footsteps and dead silence thing is killing us. The no red dots this year, like I don't know. There's just things that keep changing that just don't make sense uh yeah. to a competitive scene now to the grand masses to what andrew's point is they're trying to sell games they want those newbies to come in and feel comfortable i get it i get mm-hmm. it so maybe x defiant becomes that competitive scene now where it's made by a competitive person for a competitive person now i don't think out the gate you have guys like dashy or or shotsy jumping ship to x defiant but i think these x pros who are getting dropped and not getting calls are gonna go somewhere mm-hmm. so they've, they've gone to valorant and now they're going to another. This will be the only fast-paced FPS designed for competitive in a very long time. So I think if these players that aren't getting picked up just play it, it'll stick. And it, and they're not getting picked up anyways. So you you need you need one scumpy or one Nate shot in there to just yeah. put the work in content-wise mm-hmm. and then do it. And I think Aix Aix has the pool to where someone who's kind of on the tail end of their career who is. A prominent figure can pull some players. Like I think, I think, like I think of Attach, right? And for those of you who don't mm. watch Call of, Call of Duty, Attach is a player who was a staple in the community during the peak of Call of Duty. Um, and right now he's on the bench for Minnesota because Minnesota is just a terrible team. I think he would be a perfect guy of like, hey, Attach, you know, let's just put some money into you. You can spearhead a lot of these ex pros and bring them here, and then from that becomes one gem of a, of a young guy, right? So. I just think they have an opportunity here to take the competitive scene away from Call of Duty, mm-hmm. especially, especially because the league is so early. It's only four, we're only three yeah. or four years in, and it's not established as like they're barely getting the streaming stuff together this year. Watch parties, that kind of stuff only happened this year. So the competitive Call of Duty scene, as big as it already is, is still in a fragile state to where they have a chance here to take not half, but at least a third of those players and a third of that fan base away. Yeah, but the 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 hard part about that is you have such a mass backing. Like I think X Define is done by Ubisoft. Yes, yes. Yeah. So like Ubisoft would have to dump tons of money in that Activision like already has yes. invested and established. And that I don't think so. So so the reason why I say that is because the 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 beginning of competitive Call of Duty didn't start with Activision doing this. Mm-hmm. It started with uh, MLG making these tournaments. And and honestly, if you ask me, when it was the CWL, that division had no part in it other than saying you can use our game. That was the peak of call, competitive Call of Duty. Mm. Okay. Uh, this franchising thing, it's, it's, it's minimized the voice of the player, number one. And number two, it's just not as exciting. 
the events and the structure of things isn't as as cool. Um, there's only 12 teams, right? And and anybody will take a watch the competitive scene that 12 teams is not enough because mm-hmm. there's players and challengers who are Hall of Famers in the Call of Duty scene and they're playing in the lower league because they have to. And just I think when when Activision wasn't involved, there was more for it. I think yeah. if if we get Ubisoft to say, hey, we'll be involved a little bit in terms of like listening to our player base because that's what our players are going to be built off of. Mm-hmm. But someone else handles everything else, like the prize pooling, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that'd be a good opportunity for them to go with, honestly. Yeah, and and I used to argue with Matthew about this because I wasn't big into the COD, uh, um, what is it called, competitive scene, and I'm newly getting into it. Um, but you can definitely even see within Twitch right now. So I have Twitch pulled up. There is seventeen thousand two hundred people watching people play Call of Duty right now. Call of Duty just came out with a massive update. And then Call of Duty just added a new season. Right now, they're at 17,000. X Defiant right now is in beta. Beta. And they have 11,800 people watching. So right now, that's kind of close. You know what I mean? For a beta being out. But the thing is, too, that's getting me is people do want a good map. And they want to play competitive. People want a good rank system. Mm -hmm. And the reason why you know that's true is because... There's 87,000 people watching people play Counter-Strike. There's Mm -hmm. 94,000 people watching people play Valorant. Valorant, I I don't know if you've ever played Valorant, but Valorant, graphic is not crazy. You know what I mean? It's just a good mechanic game with great levels. You know what I mean? And a good rank system. And, And now I can definitely see that maybe they need to do get away from the blue collar guy coming yeah. home and wanting to play some cod and the, the older guys like myself um and really start catering into what people want to w- watch and play you know what i mean and the numbers are showing right now war zones at 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 32,000 and valorant is killing it right now you know what i mean like yeah but war- the, the rebuttal that i would have to that is okay so call of duty just dropped this big update but is this like a game changing update? Like, is this? It was supposed this, to be. According to them, it was. But, it was supposed but, to be a whole new mechanic. It was supposed to be you logging in. You're not going to see the same game. And then people logged in and was like, "Oh, I must not have updated." And then was like, "Oh shit, this did mm-hmm. update." That's um, to answer your question. Did it change anything? No, it's the same game. Not even close. Yeah, because I feel like updates for again, the Call of Duty strategy is let's drop an update with some new skins that you can buy True. some new blueprints that are going to change things in my mind. I don't, I don't really consider that to be like an update. Like, yes, they're updating the game, but it's not like, and that's where it's hard to, you, you kind of comparing apples to oranges because this is a new game versus like when modern warfare two dropped, look at those numbers in comparison yeah. to potentially this. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's a little bit more accurate of how to gauge okay, is this going to do well or is this competing against yeah. it? Because you already have a game that's halfway through, a little more than halfway through its life. Mm, yeah, about halfway through its life cycle. The excitingness of that has kind of dwindled off. So I don't know if it's completely fair to be like, well, look at what they're pulling yeah. on Twitch right now versus like something that's brand new. Yeah, so two things and we'll wrap it up. One, I don't think it's going to kill the, the casual players. I think it'll be better for competitive and yeah, big time. there's been four maps that COD's come out with, and none of them have catered to competitive whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And they're Trashed. begging for just one competitive map. 
That's the first thing. Uh, the second thing, I would also trim a thought after that, uh, based on what you just said, though. But with that being said, we can do two ways, gentlemen. We can just go straight to the game, which I think Andrew is the game master of the day. Now, am I wrong about that? Yeah, yeah I'm the game master. It is Steven, actually. Uh, so, Andrew, we'll pivot to you quick for your expert topic and then give it yeah. to us, and then we'll pivot to the game. Yeah, so my expert topic, I wanted to keep on the, the emphasis of games. And so yeah. I know this is something that we've been talking about and might be a good way to introduce it to our listeners. So we're thinking about adding maybe an additional uh, segment to the <laughs> show where kind of mirrors Shark Tank. So for my expert topic, I wanted to give you guys an idea of a first-person shooter. Again, I'm not a developer. This is just an idea that I thought would be kind of cool and yeah. kind of get your guys' takes on it. So for me, one of the reasons why I'm not like too crazy about first person shooters is I feel like a lot of it's like copy and paste from game to game. Yeah, there are certain aspects that will change from developer or movement might be different from one game. But you have like your core deathmatch, domination, uh, your core game modes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've been thinking it would be cool to see a new type of game mode that's objective based. And it's different because you're competing objectively. So what I mean by that is there's three objectives that you have to do in this. If I were to create this game, this is what I would want to do. I would want to have each team has the ability to choose which objective they're going for. Let's say one objective is an extraction where there is you're trying to extract a VIP person or something like that, where you have to go and get them, make sure that they don't die, get out of the map without the other team killing it or killing all the players. The second one would be like uh, um, an arming, like you're trying to blow up a yeah, bomb site. said object. Yeah. Yeah. And then the third one is, I'm, I'm trying to remember what I wrote down because I don't have my notes in front of me, but I think it's just like clear the house, like just get everybody out. Yeah. Now, here's where it would change because each team has a specific way of doing the the round. So there can be a total of seven, depending on what's going on. The offensive team would then choose, all right, are we going to do an extraction, clean the house, or are we doing a search and destroy? We'll call it that just, just for clarity. The defensive team is then trying to figure out, okay, what are they going to start with? Are they going to go after extraction? Are they going to go after an SMD? Or are they going to try to clean clear house? So as a team, you vote and say, okay, this is what we want to do offensively. As a team, this is what we want to do defensively. Then you have a bigger map than normal, or let's just say this is what I had in my mind, where it's just a big mansion. You have a big courtyard and a big backyard. There's ways to get in from the front. There's an underground that gets you in from the back to where, depending on how you design, how the match is going to go, based on the three things you pick, your spawn points change. But the thing you have to keep in mind is the defensive team can try to call you on your bluff, which puts you right near them. So then you only get the three options to choose from. You can't pick. I'm going to do this all three times. So once you yeah. choose extraction, you lose it. You get it. Great. If you lose it, you're out. So then the next round, you and your 
opponents know, okay, they're either going to clean house or they're going to do SMD, which then yeah. when it gets down to the game six where it's like, okay, this is the tiebreaker. You, you run and gun. Thoughts? I, I like it. I like the fact that um, it makes people work as a team. Mm-hmm. The hard part for that is I played a shitload of Rainbow Six Siege. And we would all be talking like, this is what we're doing. We're mm-hmm. going to barricade bottom floor. One person's upstairs. They're going to watch windows. We're all downstairs. Da, 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 da. There was always that one person who just yes. didn't play. And you mm-hmm. were just like, dude, what are you doing, man? So then we would vote to kick him. And then we would be down a person. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, do we let this guy just not play with us and be down a person? Or we just let him play and not mm-hmm. follow the rules? You know what I mean? It's very hard. That way, that game sounds super fun. I would be definitely into it. It's just hard to get not nine-year-old kids mm-hmm. playing. You know what I mean? And that's the thing that would suck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think depending on who developed that game, I would be in because I love those strategies, mm-hmm. first-person shooters. But it's very hard to get a good salt. Me and Matt still can't get a C- uh, Call of Duty uh, CDL third and fourth to play, you know, when we play race yeah. for anything, you know, Matt's usually yelling at them and they're, you know what I mean? Like it's hard, you know? Yeah. So to get a good squad like that, you would have to have some people who are dedicated. Yeah. And that's and a I, good idea. Yeah. And I was thinking, keep it small. So I, I would probably even do groups of three because I feel like majority of the time you can get groups of three going, or even you do it like, Hey, this is a two V two match or a three V three match just to keep it so it's not like you're always having to constantly try to find and fill up a squad of five or six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, the thing that appealed to me is you're making decisions before the game even starts, and that's going to play into how the next few rounds go, where if they counter mm-hmm. you, you then have to say, okay, well, they're probably going to think that we're going to go here, but we got to do it a different way. Yeah. Uh, and that, that to me is something that I feel like is missing in kind of like a competitive first person. Because a lot of times you get in it and it's just kind of like spawn, die, repeat, spawn, die, repeat, spawn, die, repeat. Yeah. Um, so did you guys ever play Payday? Any of you guys play Payday? No. So yeah. I loved Payday. The reason why is there was thousands of ways you could do this mission. You can run in there, put your mask on, boom, 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 boom and just get out. And you mm-hmm. get 12 grand. Or you could cut the lights, cut the security guards the the alarm and then get two or three million but it's going to take a minute right and you need a good team that sounds super cool is if there was a house a mansion and it's like hey do we go downstairs in the basement to cut power that Mm -hmm. way it's darker for us to attack these dudes but if we take out power they're going to know we're downstairs you know what i mean right like what what are the pluses and minuses i think that sounds like a really cool game um i just think it's going to be very hard to get like i said to get some people who are like I'm Call of Duty and this and just gonna go solo and lone wolf yeah. it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But well, that'll be the that'll, that'll be the crux of any competitive yeah, game, really. Right. Um, True. I mean, let me see. How do I? How do I? I think the chess aspect of it is cool. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of room for competitive frustration, I think, um, and not not just like the player issue, mm-hmm. which that's one thing for any competitive game. Um, I think you're gonna run into to in not like in like a everyday setting like me and you playing but like an actual mm-hmm. like competitive league setting you're gonna run into maps and mode that people just have their bread and butter on uh, so one it's predictable because you know 
you know, this person's good at this map and mode. They're probably gonna pick this mm-hmm. first, second, or last. There's there's patterns to that kind of thing. Um, and it's not as I mean, the reason why decisions aren't made before competitive games is because it's not as reactive. It's more proactive, which could make for, um, in, in my, this is going to sound crazy to you, but in my opinion, less strategic gameplay. Uh, I know that at, like the outside looking in, it's spawn die, spawn die, spawn mm-hmm. die, but there is, uh, and, and this isn't just for competitive Call of Duty, this is for like Valorant too. Like, I played comp Valorant with Steven and, and even to a certain point, um, like comp rocket league you could say the same thing we just spawn in and start flying but mm-hmm. you and i both know that there's a strategy to this thing totally uh and a lot of it has to do with how to react in real time to certain situations mm-hmm. and that reactiveness is still there obviously because you don't know for sure yeah. what's going to happen or not but right. since there's a sense of predictability in there there's a sense of a proactiveness it, uh, to me it could make for stale gameplay but but on the flip side that's from like a competitive standpoint, like the, mm-hmm. the big leagues. Yeah. The everyday person, like me and you are playing, that mm-hmm. could be really very interesting. Like just to play yeah, in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, like that that seems like more like of a of a per, like someone like me who wants to play competitive games at home right. casually, mm-hmm. uh, to where it's like, all right, how do I chest this up? And yeah, and if if I choose wrong, what am I gonna do to react to that in this situation? Right. I think I think that's that's a good uh mm-hmm. a, a, what's I don't know the word, like a casual competitive game where Someone yeah. who's at home who's not in the league is playing competitively, like a right. rank play system, casually. I personally would like that. Uh, I have to think I'd be the best one at that personally. But uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, it just would, would give an opportunity to play different than most FPS shooters. shooters. Yeah, for sure. To where it's like, I, all right. And if you think of it from like a realistic standpoint, if a military operation is going down, like they're going to have plans A, B, and C that they're going to say, okay, this is how we're going to do it. And like, I just feel like it would put you in that mindset of, okay, this is real life. Like, here's our operation that we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the other side is choosing. They could be spawning in this corner. They could be spawning in the courtyard. Yeah, like, we don't know what we're, we're, we're up against yeah. until we get there. Which that that to me is where like that reaction came from, mm-hmm. to where it's cool. We thought they were gonna play basement, but they spawned courtyard. They didn't, yeah. And we are in courtyard. Now yeah. we gonna get around this. That that gives me a lot of Rainbow Six Siege vibes because we would we would decoy people where we would just not move and they couldn't mm-hmm. hear us and then right when the bots would deactivate or the drones would deactivate but they couldn't see us then we would throw up all our stuff you mm-hmm. know what I mean that way they couldn't yeah. tell where we were at and then sometimes we would just run down to the basement and they would come scan us and they'd be like oh it's down in the basement and then we would run up to the, the second floor and then they were like. Whoa, what the hell? And they, they used all of their stuff to go downstairs and then yeah. we would wipe them. But that, I, yeah. I said, I like that. That sounds like good a good idea. Good yeah, idea. Get it together and uh, make it, I think. And just think. give us some of the money. So, right. I all would right. not invest more than a million dollars into it. Uh, pushing on to the next thing. Uh, <laughs> Steven, you, you are. You are the game. Uh, I don't want to so say like I bum, like Andrew, not the master. You're, the, the kind of, you're kind of the game mediocre. That's so I'm the game JV captain. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah, want to say I'm Perfect. a freshman, Perfect. but I'm like the best on the JV team. Yeah. Can I get that? Like Andrew's, okay, Andrew's cool. your son, but like I'm your father. I get it. Sure. Sure, whatever. Just, just a long okay, so, point. so you guys watch a lot of these weird-ass movies that I don't really care for. And it, it bothers me because there's a lot Good of one. movies that I, um, that I don't really care to watch. You know what I mean? But there is iconic 
quotes Lines. from certain Ooh, movies that just, that just hit you. It, it's something different. So we are going to play Matthew versus Andrew. Okay. These are kind of simple and then might be kind of weird because how the person says it is, you know what I mean? And I'm just going to read it are monotone. Gonna, so Okay, you're not going to. Okay, I'm just going to read it monotone enough, because there might be. So who wants to go first in this hmm. um, guess the movie? You know what? Quick, quick. Before we start, before we start, let, let the world know I'm only 25 and you two are both in your 30s. So there will be films that are iconic in the 2000s to mid 2000s. I won't know. I'll put that out there. Go ahead. So I'm going to tell Yeah, I'm not even going to give you any rules, anything else. And then I, there's a couple that were before the 2000s. But just to help you out, Matt. All right. Got so so Matt's going first. Yeah, I'll go Matt's first. going first. All right. May the odds be in your favor. Be ever in your favor. Just in your favor, not ever in your favor? Yeah, be ever in your favor. Yes. Hunger Games. Yes. Shout out to the girl. Yeah. 2012. That was a good movie, man. Where'd you go, when did you guys see that? Did you guys see it in theaters or did you guys see it after yeah. the fact? Yeah, I, I, people hate it on that movie. I loved it, dude. I the it first one was movie. was very very good. Yeah, uh, really, so like, no. about the next. Yeah, yeah I, I think as a whole it was good. You know, Divergent yeah, tried, they failed, but yeah, yeah it was good. I, I, I watch it when they're on TV. So, all right, let me delete this one. Okay, so it's one point. There's going to be a one in here. If you guys get it wrong, I am kicking you off the show. I'm yeah, just giving you a heads you. up. There we go. All right. Should I give Andrew a hard one? Because he always gives me hard ones when I'm doing this. I never do that. All right. Let's see what you got. And then there is two with curse words, so I'm sorry about that. Um, But that's one of the ones out there. Prepare to be effed by the long D of the law. (laughs) This is a 2007 movie. Don't give Andrew a year. Don't give either one of us a year, honestly. All right. Give Set us a, give us a, a range. It a says, range. prepare to be effed. Do you want me to say the, the whole word, the real word? No, he knows what the word is. All right. I mean, prepare to word. be effed by the long D of the law. Of the law? Of the law. And it, can I get, you want me to give you a hint? Let me know. I'll give you 2007 is plenty for him, I think. Okay, 2007. The Lincoln lawyer. Excuse me. Wait, what? The Lincoln? Oh, the the with Matt uh, or, uh, Matt McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. I am gonna say no. That is not the movie. Matt, do you want to rebuttal this? No, I have no clue what it is. No clue. All right, the movie is super bad. (sighs) Super bad. I picked quotes that were like people like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I'll give Matt a hard I think one. I've only seen that movie like once, and it's like oh, probably man. in 2007. I'm, right, Why'd right. you pick Muhammad? <laughs> <laughs> all right, this one right Love here it. is one of my favorites. All right, he says, I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. I'm the guy who Iconic does Iconic line job. in this movie. You must be the I'm other the guy. guy I'm the guy who does job. his job. You must be, you must the, be other the other guy. guy. Can you give me a like a, a, a year like you gave Andrew? Yeah, 2006. Is, and, 
And this is the last year thing. We, next time we should do ranges. Two thousand six. Two thousand six. I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. Yes. This yeah, sounds like. This sounds like it's like some movie that like isn't like as serious as this line sounds. Andrew, do you know what movie it is? Not off the top of my head. If Matt doesn't get this, he's going to be very upset with himself. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. It sounds very familiar. That's what's, that's what's killing me. Um. Oh my gosh, my giant I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna, I know. I don't know the genre. I'm not gonna say it, but I feel like I feel like okay. I could be completely wrong here. Is it an animated film? No, Man, no Man, Man, okay. I don't know then. Okay, it is The Departed. The Departed. When they're the having Departed. that banter, the Departed's yeah. it's a good movie, man. It's a good mm-hmm. movie. Yep. All right. The, the next man. one. This is good. All right. Fish are our friends, not food. <sighs> that is Finding Nemo. Okay. I was going to say, if you get that 2004. wrong. 2003, my friend. Dang it. <laughs> you, got, you got it. All right. So that's 1-1. One, one. <clears throat> okay. Thank you for the uh, layup. I Literally. <laughs> dude, I thought if you guys got that wrong, I was like, dude, come on. Mine better you, be this you, is Sparta. Yeah. Not as easy as fish um, are friend, not food. <laughs> they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. Oh, good one. This is those ones that slide and people forget about this. I got it. Oh man. I it is weird. I kind of knew this one was gonna happen. I kind of knew this one was gonna be mid one. mid late two thousands. No, this is early 2000. This is pre 2000. They may take our what? They they may take our lives, but they'll never take take our our freedom. Is it they or is it he? I felt like it was he. No. They. Hmm. I'm gonna Andrew Stiller. I don't know. This is Prince of Egypt. Is it Prince of Egypt? Because that is wrong. It is Braveheart. Braveheart. I've never seen Braveheart. I'm pretty sure what? there's a line from Prince of Egypt that's the exact same. Matt's seen Prince of Egypt like right like thirty thousand times. Have you seen Prince of Egypt? I've, I've I've seen it quite a few times. Yes, yes, it's a good movie. All right, should I give Last Andrew a hard minutes. one? All right, I don't think maybe Andrew hasn't seen this. I don't know if this everybody's seen this movie. This is going to be another one with a curse word. God, God damn, <laughs> you got to be one of the stupidest mother effers. To get fired on their day off. Andrew knows this movie. Andrew, stop. Come on, Andrew. <laughs> I, mean, I feel you like can't. I know this quote, but I think the Hold on. There's no shot. There's no shot that you're this you're this Gilbertized to where you don't know this movie. Come on, man. This is my, my problem is I don't know which one it is, if you know what I mean, Steven. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Say it again. All right, damn it! You must uh, you you've got to be one of the dumbest mother effers to get fired on your day off. This can't is like can't throw can't throw another another one in there so you can maybe get it in easier. No, not even close. I not can't say movie. something. I can't say something that would like it's if, in the movie if you as say well. The next line or any of the lines in this movie, it gives it away. I had to go through. No, that one should it. give it away. 
that one should give it away. I'm gonna just say it, Andrew. Okay, I'm gonna say. Like I'm gonna give. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you a quote from it. I'm. It's really. Okay. It, this is probably the big one. Hey, Miss Parker. <laughs> Come on, man. You kidding me, Andrew? I'm stuck in like Anchorman, but that that's not right. Here comes Debo. Cover your chain. <laughs> Come on, it's both man. of ours. We're gonna keep it at your house or my house. <laughs> Come on, man. Or how about this? This is the most. I'm in the kitchen. Point. You in the kitchen. You in the kitchen. Eating like pigs' feet. <laughs> Come on, you got knocked the out. Oh, okay. Um, Friday. Yes. Thank you. 1995. Yes. Took ten quotes. Yeah. All right. I, I honestly, dude, I was stuck in like anger, man. Like yeah. anger, like. All right, this one's Matt. This is a layup for Matthew. This better be him getting it as soon as I finish it. You had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Mm. Mm. I, can't, I can't read it any other way because it gives it away if I read it. Certain I mean, way. I made you 10 quotes for the easiest movie in the world. Uh, uh, you want me to give you a year? Oh, uh, it's Endgame. Andrew, do you want to steal this? It's not Endgame? Not close. Wait, wait, Say what was again? the quote again? You had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. I've heard this... There's some kind of villain. This movie... It is a villain. I've heard yeah. this movie come out of your mouth saying it's probably one of your favorite movies of all time. And that would be... Captain Django Unchained. Oh. Django. Oh, it's it's Leo. It's Leo. Uh, yep. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. That's yep. why I couldn't say it in a certain way. If I slow it down, yeah. it, it gave it away. It's when they're man. Oh, Actually, right. is that when they're Mandigo fighting? No, it is. no, that's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that yep. scene. All right, there's there's scene, one man. easy one and two hard ones. I feel like the last one's gonna be super hard, but I'm gonna give What's this the one score? two. I two no one. Idea. Uh, two things is two one. Uh, me two on me. I feel like yeah. you have two and I have one. Sure. It's Andrew's turn. Um, I find your lack of faith disturbing. Disturbing. That's Star Wars. Episode four. Yes. All right. Let's see. This one's this one's kind of cool. All right. This Kinda is from cool. Matthew. It's full got fishes, ah. fried not food, and lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> the, last, the last one's hard, dude. I... I uh, Okay. So that means you gotta uh, get this one. Yeah, you gotta get this one. Why? What I, what I do? Wait, what I do have are very particular set of skills. Mm, yeah, uh, Liam Neeson, my man. Uh, 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 taken. Yep. Yes, two thousand eight. two thousand eight. That movie came out. That's crazy. No, it's crazy. Well, it's because we think it didn't. Because there's like freaking four more that shouldn't have come out. Yeah, taken, yeah. taken, whatever. All right, last one for Andrew. And oh, this one's short and sweet. This is a oh, very hard man, movie. Go. I'm going to give you as much as I can without, you know, laying it up. That's a bingo. I was. That's yeah, a I was. bingo. Okay, listen to how I'm saying it. That's a bingo. And there's a certain genre of movie that this is. It came out in 2009. It has a, a whole bunch of A-listers in this movie. Mm, that's a bingo. Look! Look at how I'm saying it. That's a bingo. That's 
That's a huge clue because of the actor who says it. Can I Google what I think it is to see if it's the same year so I can steal it? Sure. Uh, I don't know why I'm thinking Mark Wahlberg. Okay, I'll say uh, since this is the last one, it's not Mark Wahlberg. Okay. And on this list, the director, this is going to be the second movie. The director is like his one of his movies is is, is this movie. Mm, the, okay, it's 2009 for sure. 2009. I'm well, one year the, off than what I thought it was. I was but it wasn't the movie? No, okay, I can. It's what you're, you're, you're confident. 2009. That's what it said when I when I looked it up the movie. That I thought it was Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, did you? Yeah. Do you want to try, Matt? Yeah, give Matt a try. 2009. 2009. You you I for sure have seen this. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you've seen this. 2009. Okay, I'll give you another clue. I'm sure Brad Pitt films. is in this movie. <sighs> All right. 2009. Is it an Ocean's I, film? No, it's freak. I know what it is now. Mr. and Mrs. Smith? No. no. I'm just trying to name Brad Pitt films. And Glorious Bastards. It is in Glorious Bastards. Wow. Oh, we tied. I was going to say it before I pass it over. I'm like, yeah. I, don't, I can't remember the bingo scene. In the scene, he goes, yeah. when he's talking to that, remember they're underneath the house? Mm-hmm. And he's having him sign it, and he goes, that's a bingo. Yep. And that's what I was like, this is so hard, I'm going to have to give that clue to be what movie this is. So yeah. I did type in, I did Star Wars from Braveheart, and then I was like, shit, these are kind of like older movies, and Matt has not seen, there's a catalog of movies Matt has not seen. So I was like, I, that's why I had to switch it to like 2000s and higher. Yeah. Nikki, I think you did one movie in the 2010s, which was literally the peak of my childhood. Yeah. So, so thank you for that, I suppose. Uh, I was going to do some more Pixar movies, and then I halfway through it, I was like, I should just do pure Quentin Tarantino movies, and then you guys figure it out. Yeah. And then I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if Andrew likes Quentin Tarantino. I do. And I was like, so, okay, then I could have done that. Yeah, could have done that. So, All right. Well, that was my game. I try to get a little a out one. of my comfort it's a good one. zone, and good one. that's probably your best best yet. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, and that being the end of our show, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, wherever you're listening to. Uh, kick in the RSS feed; it's much easier to keep track of us there. Honestly, uh, if you have an Apple device, if you don't, then find us on Spotify or not even Spotify. Is it Spotify? Just RSS, yeah, right? Spotify. You have Spotify, yeah. everything like that. Uh, YouTube is always a good way to find us as well. Mm-hmm. Replay our show on Twitch if you want. We don't care as long as you're watching and giving us feedback. Uh, with that being said, thank you, gentlemen, for your time. Thank mm-hmm. you, everyone else, for your time. We will be back next week with another episode of the show. Uh, next week, I think Andrew's the Game Master. I am. Yes. Uh, so maybe it'll be something good this time instead of trash because he's always trash. Uh, Andrew, you have a week to figure mm-hmm. it out. Uh, I already know what we're going to do. Oh, that's not a good thing. All right. Adios, folks. Have a great rest of your night, and I'll see you later.